0: Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell Tell your your story. story. So, Dwight, in order to handle player conflict, we also kind of need to talk about how there's different types of, like the different types of gamers, like players. Yeah, absolutely. And if you hadn't listened to our last episode on uh, group conflict, you should go do that. You don't have to for this, but um, it really gives you a good idea. So just like there are different types of groups, there's different types of players Obviously, there's one type of player I'm not going to cover, which is um, a couple, like couple ones, just to begin with. There's the newbie player; don't don't understand the rules that much, just trying to get everything underneath their belt. That's not a bad player; it's just one that takes a little bit more handholding. Where you're trying to explain to them, yeah, you got to use that dice for this and that other die for this, and oh, you're doing that spell. That's how spells work. That's not a bad player; it's just a newbie player, and that's fine. Just to note, the learning curve is high for them, so just be very patient. There's another type of gamer that they're comfortable in their role and uh, they show up and they like to, uh, you know, they kind of like the, who they are. They kind of play the same character over and over again in the same way. And they just that's what they do. And that's not a bad thing. The ones I'm going to talk about now are the kind of the ones that you might have to do a little bit of um, direction with. So there's the metagamer. We talked about metagamers and actually how to handle metagamers actually way back at the beginning of this podcast. I can't remember exactly what episode that is. It's called How to Handle Metagamers. A metagamer, I'm not going to belabor the point. So if you want to hear that, go listen to that one. But metagamers are people that probably used to be game masters at one time, or they just love to read and memorize these books that you're playing. And so unlike the newbie player who doesn't understand the books at all, this player has probably read more of the books than you have memorized more of the books than you have. And as soon as you're like seven words into a description, they're like, Oh, 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 that's a blank name of the monster. Here's all of its special abilities. Here's how you fight it. Here's what we should do to kill it. And you're like, you're a third level cleric. How do you know this? And they don't know it. they pl- the player knows it, but their character by any stretch of imagination would have no idea what that is mm-hmm. so there's uh look if you're going to deal with that forego any kind of long descriptions and call for a lot of regular checks for knowledges and stuff before they can even speak and don't be afraid to reskin monsters i mean there's whole entire sections in the back of the D monster manual of adding like vamp- vampiric traits yep. to it or werewolf traits or other things to spice up the monster before you go out of core. Or you make up your own. which Yep. Where you could just change it. Let's say they had five, five points of fire reduction. Well, you make them a variant of that monster. Now they have five points of lightning reduction or something like that. Or a higher fire. Right. Or, yeah. You can do whatever you want with it. Um, I would kind of keep it in the same same area where it's like, oh, they're immune to electricity. Well, not this one. <laughs> this one's immune to fire. So, anyway. Um, the next type of gamer is called the power gamer. These guys are like the min-maxers. They like to really specialize in creating a character that is good at one or two things, but really is horrible at everything else. Um, one of my, well, my brother-in-law, uh, he calls them glass cannon characters, and he likes to play them quite a bit. He's also a metagamer, if you're not careful. And so he's he's read all the books. He's memorized all the books. He can create characters that literally, in the old broken D anD D three five rules, he literally created characters that could do over a million points of damage in a round. And if you don't think that's possible, it is. If your character can only do literally that and nothing yep. else, <laughs> um, I will just say that it required a uh, a certain type of horse and a and a long type of um, jousting spear for him to do that. Uh. <laughs> was it that one or was it the one where he was a cleric with a lot of just uh, well, turn was, and rebuke on dead things? There was that one, too. There's a lot of things he's played. Anyway, point is, power gamers like to min-max their characters. Now, before if you get one of those in your group, you have to cut that at the very beginning of the game. When they ask you, can I be a so-and-so? And And your response is never yes. Your response is, what do you hope to do with your character in 10 levels? Because that will tell you whether or not you want to allow them to take up this little innocent-looking feat at third level. And because when you deny them the the feat at the next time they can get a feat, you're going to find out that you've ruined their entire character story, and you're going to have a really ticked-off person. So at the very beginning, ask them, what are they hoping to do with their character? And if they tell you, I'm going to be a uh really small, tiny creature that crits on a 2 because I only have a 2. You know, like I, I always have, I always crit and do, if I ever do max damage on a 1d2 weapon, then I get a reroll damage again. And then I'm going to take this feat that says if I ever roll a 1, then I get a reroll, which means i always going to roll 2, which as means I'm going to do infinite amount damage, of damage. As long as you can hit. <laughs> Cause then I get another hit, and they just keep stacking. And then, and by the way, we're not we're not being we're not making this up. This is one of the things he found out with two feats from three five. Yeah, was he could be a <laughs> miniature creature that had a one d two weapon, and as long as he did two damage on a weapon, he could hit again. And then he had another feat that never allowed him to do one on a on a weapon, so thus he had infinite damage. He could in kill one a hit. god in one hit as long as he could hit the god. It was it was broken. And if you listen to my last one, I arbitrate based on does that make sense in physics. And I can't see a pixie fairy doing infinite amount of damage to it anything with its puny little arms in a, in a three strength. So anyway, moving on, there is the derailer. The derailer is a little interesting. The derailer is the person who this really comes out in a uh, player versus GM stance they're the person that's going to call out every one of your actions. They're going to call out every one of your decisions. They're going to say they might turn into a rules lawyer. Oh, the rules don't say that. Mm-hmm. If you listen to our rules versus storyline episode a couple back, this is the guy or gal that's going to be calling you out on every one of them. And maybe not in so nice of a way. The derailer is also going to look to have others gang up with them. How do you stop that? Well, you engage others at your table, um, specifically if you're starting to see factions in your own table happen, where it's like this: these two players are always ganging up on you or somebody else. Engage the other person who's just the, um, the follower and just say, look, we're still trying to have a good time here. This isn't a good time for everybody. You're bullying people. You're picking on people. I know you're not specifically doing it. You're just kind of going along with what's their name. But I need you to help me. I need you to not do this. If they don't do that, it might be considered. It might be a really good time to consider just asking the derailleur to leave your game. Mm-hmm. I I mean really. Then there's the game jacker. No, oh, the game jacker. The game jacker also could have been a GM at one time, and they're jumping in, maybe trying to be helpful, maybe not trying to be helpful, but maybe trying to tell you what they would do in that situation. I've worked with people like this that will give you an assignment and then say, well, how I would do it. Well, I don't care how you would do it. You gave me the assignment. Let me go do it They're Maybe micromanaging, maybe they're trying to, maybe they're just not that way. Maybe they're just trying to be helpful. They realize maybe you're a new game master and they're jumping in going, Oh, Oh, did you know that? And it's like, well, yes, maybe I didn't know that, but doing this in front of everybody was not the time or the place. So, a lot of times with a game jack or somebody who's just trying to take over your game and run the G and be the GM with no notes or permission to be the GM, um, a lot of times it was the last GM that's doing this. So, if you're in that position and you're a new GM or even experienced GM, just pull them aside sometime and just say, Hey, I'm really happy that you're trying to help me. But the problem is it makes me not look like I know what I'm doing. And it looks like you're being the GM again, but you're just a player right now. And you agreed for me to be the GM. So I'm more than happy to have you help me, but I can't have you help me in this way because it looks like you're undermining any kind of authority I have as the game master. And if that doesn't get through to them, ask them what they would think if you did that to them the next time they start. So, okay, well, fine. If you pick up game mastering again, and I did this to you, what would you think? How would you react? And I guarantee you, they would, they'll realize hopefully that, oh yeah, I'm stepping on toes. I'm not trying to, I'm just trying to be helpful. I didn't realize I'm actually causing harm. Mm -hmm. And the very last one, since we're running out of time is the Joker. It's kind of self-explanatory. This is the the character who would rather make a joke than roll a die, would rather make uh, some sort of some sort of um storyline other than what you're talking about, talk about anything other than the game. In this case, you just bring them aside. You need to provide some sort of compelling story for them to engage. So if your story is very boring, it, this might be why the joker's jumping in is because they're bored. The Joker's normally the un- is normally to fill to go with our other episode, the uninterested players because they're, not engaging in the story for some yeah, reason. They haven't engaged. And so instead of playing on their phone, they're playing with every you other player. need to figure out why and yeah. try to incorporate yep. the back end. And it, again, it could, like we decided with the last one, it could just be because their character got messed up mm-hmm. um, through no fault of their own, maybe a rule problem, something like that. Give them the ability to re-roll their character. Give them the ability to explore their character. Give them the ability to do anything they need to within reason, right? To don't, fix their character. Yeah, don't let them break the game, but... It could have been that they needed to throw their ability score modifiers and decks and not con that they did. And it and now, screwed their whole entire uh, character over. Exactly. So given the ability to fix it, move on, trust me, you'll be happier. They'll be happier. The entire party will be happier because now um, so-and-so pulling is his a, pulling his weight and not just not playing the game. Hopefully that helps you uh, understand the—I uh, think we went through like seven different types, eight different types of players— and how each person can be handled, if they even need to be handled. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to SkullRPG.com.